Welcome and thank you for choosing the Mental Mindset Podcast presented by DBC Sports Psychology. Mental Mindset is hosted by Andrew Tosi and Zach Perkins, who will discuss mental skills, tips, and tricks to help you, your child, or your athletes be the best version of themselves in and out of sports. We hope you enjoy this week's Mental Spark. Hello, and thank you again for joining us for episode number 15 of the Mental Mindset Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Zach. And are you sure this is number 15? I'm pretty sure I can count, buddy. I, I know we talked about this the last week that numbers are hard, but this is this is 1-5. I'm so proud of you. Thanks, man. I, 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 15. Can you believe it? 15 weeks of doing this. Yeah, I know. 15 weeks of seeing your ugly mug across the screen. I can't wait till everyone gets else to see it when we put it on YouTube. That'll be a real good time for you. Yeah, that big episode, uh, we were talking about it at the end of last week. We've talked about it for a couple episodes here. But uh, that episode when we have the our big guest, uh, just trying to clear with, with that person just to make sure they're cool with uh, with the whole YouTube part of it. Uh, but as soon as we've got that, that's I think when we're going to jump off on the YouTube channel as well. Uh, just to give a little bit of a different view, right? I mean, some people like to listen, other people like to watch via video uh, to get the whole experience. So I'm excited for that to take place. Yeah, man, I think it'll open up our, our viewership and our clientele and stuff. And I think it's really cool. I'm, uh, I'm excited. And I'll have to actually have to wear a shirt. So that'll be an interesting aspect. I mean, like a real shirt. I Not that not that I don't have a shirt on now, but like I'll have to put on like a collared shirt kind of thing. But anyway, that was I digress very quickly. We're Dang, so does this mean I'm actually going to get a free DBC sport sport shirt? Like, am I going to be locally oh, yeah. branded here too? Oh yeah, dude. I you I got to actually talk to you about that. I, I have a polo, but I want a new one. So we'll uh, we'll we'll get together and 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 get you some get you some. What do they call it? Garb swag. Oh swag swag. <laughs> I'm not up with the young kids anymore. My fault. I just turned 30. <laughs> uh, but so anyway, uh, I mean, yeah, dude, we are, we're three weeks in the May. This will, this will uh, be coming out on May 17th, uh, which is a really cool thing. I, I wanted to kind of uh, bring awareness to the aspect that this month is mental health awareness month uh, and kind of talk about uh, something that um, is a mental health disorder, a mental health kind of crises, uh, but it's also incredibly prevalent in sports. May- maybe not so much like hockey and soccer and things that like you and I are associated with, but in other sports, it's just like gymnastics, swimming, uh, and-, and even as far as like modeling and things like that. Like I, ju- I just feel that we should discuss it and kind of uh, open up the air and talk about it because, um, again, one of, the- one of my wives was like bringing awareness to mental health and sports ecology issues. Uh, and, and for me, this topic today kind of presents that, you know, definitely. Yeah. And I, I would, uh, fight back against your description a little bit there or your, that it's not in sports replay. I don't know how it works in, in soccer. Obviously I haven't had a ton of experience there, but I can tell you in hockey, uh, the idea of, of what your body looks like and the idea of eating disorders and things of that nature, uh, it's a serious thing and it's. I mean, it happens across the board. It's no different in hockey. At the end of the day, you know, you need to fuel your body to be the best athlete you can be. Uh, and you just need to fuel your body in general to try to to try to have your mind and everything work as it should. Um, but there's a lot of pressure to to fit a certain mold and to to be seen in a certain light. So it definitely adds to, you know, the whole aspect of, of being an athlete, being a model, being just a regular person. Right. 
Yeah, man. And, and like, and like you mentioned, right. Our topic today is self self image and, and just like eating disorders. Um, and, and they're prevalent in not just sports, but just in everyday life. I mean, there's entire clinics dedicated to eating disorders and self image issues. Uh, and like, as two guys, I think this is also a topic that when we talk about like men's issues and things like that, that's not discussed at all. Right. People are like, Oh, you're a dude. What do you care about how you look? It's like, we still care. Right. I mean, and especially in today's day and age of social media, self self image and things like that are own are so prevalent. It's almost like thrown in your face. I can't go on a reel and not see 10,000 influencers trying to like tell me what one way you can lose weight or like how you lift it like this or or like or and unfortunately for girls nowadays, I feel awful. Right. Like women influencers like make it seem like that's how you should look at all times. And that's honestly at the end of the day, like it, it, it can be really unhealthy. You know, hundred percent, dude. It's crazy too. I, I mean, one of my favorite things to burn time when I'm just trying to relax a little bit is TikTok. Like, I just can't get away from it. I, I the stupid videos on there are unbelievable. They make me laugh, um, and it's like one of my like releases. If I'm like super wound up, having a rough day or whatever, I like to just relax a little bit with TikTok. So um, it's just, I don't know. It's interesting, I guess, to to see how all of that goes. Uh, but like you said, you know, you start watching these videos and it's literally, I don't know, every couple of videos, two, three, four videos, all of a sudden it's like, hey, you feeling a little chubby today? Do these exercises or do this. And it's like, don't get me wrong, right? I think at some point and or at some level, everybody has some self-consciousness about their weight, what they look like compared to other people. I mean, I'm I talk about it with my wife often of like, I'm not happy with my body. Right. But like, I'm not to the point where it's like, Oh my God, I'm so uncomfortable. And like, it's just one of those things. Like you have that conversation. Like, Hey, I've got to change things a little bit and it is what it is. Um, but you know, hopefully you can have that conversation before you get too far or too deep into it. Yeah, dude, for sure. And I mean, I think that's the thing, right? Like, and, and like, and I'm open about this on, on my forums for myself, like self-image is really important to me because for me, I've always been body shamed at times, right? Like if you don't know who I am or know what I look like, I'm about six, one and two fifty, but I don't look like your typical two fifty, right? People don't always notice that I, when I played soccer, the reason my nickname was a fridge is because I looked different than everybody. Like I was a little bit bigger. Everyone's like, Oh, I thought you played football. And I was like, no. Uh, I was too good. Uh, no, but like, obviously that's not the reason, but like, I just, I, I just didn't play football, but then like as a soccer referee, right. And, and listen, I am, I am open about my opinion about the soccer referee world and in, in soccer. And I might lose some people who uh, respect me. And I don't care about that because people who I respect understand that like they have an image in their head of what soccer referees should look like. Right. I, uh, at, at times like they have fitness tests and all these things, as long as you pass that, you should have the ability to play. And then when you're assessed, if you still look the way you did, even when you pass the fitness test, what's the point of making it? What, what, like, why say anything, right? But they had a certain image that I would have never fit unless I wanted to literally eat kale for every meal of the day. Uh, and even then, that would be really unhealthy because it has no, like, for me, no, like, not enough protein, right? Um, so, like, there's this aspect of, like, self-image becomes almost all we talk about and hear about, especially in certain sports, like, um, gymnastics and swimming and um, just different aspects of, and sports like that where like kind of their physical physique or like their bodies are also on display compared to their athletic skills, you know? 
hundred percent. It's funny you you brought up the fridge reference, right? Uh, for you, I always tell people I'm built like a fire hydrant, right? Like short and squatty, <laughs> kind of round, right? So like that's and it's it's a joke, right? But at the same time, like it's just like in my head, like that's how I like look at it sometimes. Like hip built like a fire hydrant, but whatever, you know, it's. It just, I don't know. It is what it is. Humor is one way to deal with it, man. I mean, but like, it's also one of those things where like, again, as a guy, like I, and I, I always call it out, right? Like dudes are afraid to talk about this stuff. And, and again, it's probably because they don't want to be made fun of, or like, it's just not a thing that we talk about. And like the typical, like if I was to ask anybody, including you, like the typical guy is supposed to look a certain way in our heads, right? In the same way, a typical girl or like what a hot girl or a hot guy looks like. At the end of the day, man, like those are just those are just superficial images, right? I always tell people all the time, it's like if you were blind, would you still appreciate the person that you were with? Or if you were blind and you couldn't see that person or, or know what that person looked like, would that still matter to you? Or like would your would, would the people you hang out with, like if if material things and like the way people looked mattered, like would you still be with them? Like think like look past what's on the outside and look what's on the inside of that person. Right. Uh, but like self-image, it, it's really hard, especially in like elite sports. And as people grow up, because like nutrition becomes really important and like, yeah, all that stuff goes together. Right. Nutrition, well, along with the way you work out and like a healthy lifestyle and a diet and all that stuff is really important. But it's also about how you look and how you feel about yourself. Right. It's also like the words. Right. Like um, like saying you're a fire hydrant, like if that makes you laugh. Awesome. Right. But if like <laughs> if it was something that like like hurt you on the inside, like had a little bit of a twing. It, like working with someone or like helping someone through that. It's like, like why, like why would you downgrade yourself? You know, like why downplay yourself? Like change, change the way you think about yourself. Right. Um, that's why like, I don't meant, I don't refer to myself as the fridge. Cause I'm just like, fuck that, man. I am not a, I'm not a, a, a door, right. I'm not a freezer, like whatever. Like, I, I don't know. Like I fight with this all the time for myself. Like I said, it, it really came from the referee community for me. Um, and it's one reason I don't do it anymore. Like I only do college soccer and high school soccer now because um, the United States soccer program, like it, it was a little messed up for me and it was, it was difficult. Um, and they had a particular image and a, a particular kind of thing that they were looking for. And I just didn't fit that. Right. And, and I, I can't tell you the number of athletes I work with that have like, not just a, ba- a body image concern, but also like just an eating disorder associated with that. Right. This idea of like, I need to eat a certain thing. I need to eat a certain way. I got to eat at certain times. I just bought a book called, um, uh, I think it was called Body Respect is the book I, I bought. And it, what it talks about is this idea of like fad diets are exactly that. They're just fad diets. Like people talk about like intermittent fasting and all these things. And like, it's like, yeah, like it will work for you, for you possibly, right? It, intermittent fasting became huge because the rock says that's what he does, right? And then he started posting all the crazy things that he eats on his off on his cheat days and and like how he only eats from like, I think it was like 1 p.m. to 8 p.m. or 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. People are like, oh, if The Rock, if Rock does it, like, and he looks like that. It's like, you also don't realize like The Rock has nothing else to do besides literally focus on his health. And he gets to work out six hours a day if he wants to. Like, and that's not a, I mean, he's earned every bit of penny that he has and all those things. It's I'm not, I'm not bashing The Rock, obviously. I, I love the man. But the point is, is like, like for an everyday person, that kind of stuff becomes really difficult. And it's almost impossible and also, it can be really unhealthy. I remember I tried intermittent fasting uh, like my second year in high in college, and I went out for a run after like day three or four of it, and I was like, I'm exhausted. Like I don't have enough energy or fuel inside of me, like because I've only been eating for these certain windows, and I, I was so strict about it. 
I was like, yep, yeah, nope, not for me. I'd rather have energy to like burn all day long. Right. And it's like, yeah, sure. Like you shouldn't eat three hours before you go to sleep. That's just what science says, but that's not about a diet. That's just how the body functions. Like, like do real research on those things. Um, and why I like this book so far is like, they, they talk about how diets are diets because like people just want to find cheats around ways to be healthy. And at the end of the day, there isn't a cheat. It's just be healthy. You know what I mean? hundred percent. And it's crazy too, right? You talk about athletes, um, that it, it's, it's such an important part of you, know, you were just talking about like fueling and trying to run just for yourself. Never mind, you know, an athlete who's playing at the highest level or, or even in college, right? Right, uh, right. You need that fuel. And just as a regular person, you like, you need fuel to make your, your mind work the way it should, your body to respond the way it should. And that's, I'm talking somebody who goes to work and does it, you know, an eight to five job or whatever it is like, you need the fuel to perform your best, regardless of what the, the task or the activity is. Uh, so when you start to throw these fad diets in there and you do these crazy things, you, you're depriving your body of what it needs. So it's, it's, yeah, you, you know, you want to maybe in your head, you have a, a specific image or you have a specific weight goal or whatever it may be, right? There's healthy ways to get there by eating properly, using the correct nutrition, not starving yourself and putting yourself in a position where ultimately you're never going to get to that, that spot or you will, and you will underperform so poorly that you won't stay there long before you start to go back. And that's typically what you see with people, right? A hundred percent. And I think you bring up a really good point of like the starving yourself, I think. And again, this isn't like advice to people. This is just general knowledge about how the body works. When you actually starve yourself, you don't actually lose a lot of weight. You actually can put your body into what's called like fat storage. And like it will, your body will actually shut down your metabolism. Like it actually slows your metabolism because it's like, okay, like we're not eating. We're not getting the nutrients we need. We need to go into like a starvation mode and like kind of, yeah, you'll start eating your own, your own fats and your own muscles. And like, that's why like, it's really unhealthy to do. You're not doing it the right way. Um, but the, the best, I mean, it, it can actually hurt you long-term more so than like just eating maybe smaller portions or eating, um, eating throughout the day. Again, consult a doctor about this stuff. Like don't just read something and be like, I'm going to try this, right? Like talk to somebody or go to a registered dietitian. Again, I, we're both not registered dietitians and I, I, I'm hoping to get one on here eventually. Cause I mean, nutrition is super important. But also, like, everyone's body is different. It depends on, like, your blood type, your blood work, the kind of exercise you're doing, like you mentioned, right? Like, if I mean, Michael Phelps, I think it was crazy stat. What was it, like, 10,000 calories a day? And, like, the guy was still looking the same way, but he's burning so much fuel, right? That's what calories are. It's just, they're just, it's a fuel number. It's like, if you burn this, you then you burn that, right? Like, I know that from my body, I burn about, like, 24 to, like, 2,700 calories a day without even doing anything. Right? Like I just, that's just my, my butt just sitting on the couch, right? And, just be a, and I'll burn like between 24 and 2700. But then when I go for runs or I bike or I lift weights, like that number then goes up and it's like, you got to refuel that, right? Um, obviously you lose weight by having uh, a lower calorie intake to a calorie out, right? Um, so like, it's one of those things where like, if I burn 3000 calories in a day and I only eat 2700 or I only take in 2700, then yeah, I'm in a calorie deficit and and that's how you lose weight. But there's a healthy way to do it where you're still getting the nutrients you need, still getting the minerals and the, and the vitamins that you need. Like all that kind of stuff matters when you talk about like just healthy nutrition. But like when it comes to eating disorders, like I think it's really hard to spot them because uh, it's it's really embarrassing to talk about. No one's going to come to you and be like, hey, I'm restricting, right? 
Um, I mean, so it's one of those things, especially as like athletes, it's so common. So like, I want it to like come to light and I want teammates to be able to talk to people about it. I want to educate people on it. Right. Like if, if one of your friends after you guys eat is constantly going to the bathroom, like, like maybe they have an, a, a bowel syndrome, maybe, uh, but maybe there is something else going on. Right. Or like if they're eating less than they usually did, or they used to like ask some questions, like see how they're doing. Like, again, it's important that we that people don't feel ashamed of things that they're struggling with. And I think, I think what's really hard about that is that like, we all, we all do, we're just humans. We don't want to admit that there's something wrong or that we're doing something that we know we shouldn't have to. But again, that's why it's a disease. It's not like, it's not like you're a fuck up for doing it. It's a disease and it kind of starts overtaking, overtaking your general routine. So like, again, I am all about educating to regulate. So like if we can talk about it and, and learn more about it, then we can start regulating it and make it normal to be like, hey, man, you know, I'm really struggling with like bulimia or anorexia or um, binging and purging. Like it's like it's like who knows what it is, but like being able to talk about it becomes really important. I think it's crazy, too, when you talk about just like the nutrition side of things a little bit, right? Like think about the guys who play in the NFL as like linemen, right? They just pile food. But yeah. think about those guys that like, after their career is over, like Vince Wilford comes to my mind immediately, dude yeah. lost weight after he was done playing. Right. right. And it was like, th that's just the other side of it too, of like, you know, you, you play this fine line in this balance of like forcing yourself into like eating too much and like going over versus, you know, t tailing towards the anorexia, the bulimia, the uh, binging and purging kind of thing. So like, I feel like we talk about like those side of things, but we don't talk about the overeating and the other side of it where like that can be just as much of an issue. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. Yeah, man. I mean, there's this aspect of like emotional eating, like a lot of people turn to food when there's emotions and, and things like that. I mean, food is one of the greatest things this, this world has to offer. And, and oh. like, it's, it's something that people really enjoy. And, and you and I are one of them. And I know hundreds and thousands of people also agree, probably millions of people. Right. And the one thing that I love about food so much is that there's no cultural language. Right. Well, there's no language between it. Like you can share it culturally in between people and everyone can have appreciation for different cultures just based on the food, which I think is amazing. Right. Food just says so much. We use it to celebrate. We use it to, to grieve and mourn. I mean, food's everywhere, but it's all about healthy relationships with food. Right. Um, and, and that kind of stuff becomes really important. And, and again, I won't over speak. I don't, I don't want to like step on registered dietitians or doctor's toes. Like we'll get someone on here. I know John Paolo wants to come back on. He, he loves this kind of stuff as well. This all goes into the sports medicine aspect. Um, and, and also like, honestly, one of the simplest things that we, especially in the American culture can fix about our diets, it has nothing to do with food. Uh, and John Paolo, I know will give me a high five or text me later when he hears this, but like just sleep better. Right. Like get on a better sleep routine. It's so important for your diet. It's ridiculous. Like it's it's absolutely insane how much sleep can affect the way that we that we basically metabolize and break down food. You know what I mean? It's that stuff is so important. Yeah, definitely. Be careful, though. We might have Jean Paulo coming on a soapbox here. So we <laughs> need to be careful with how far we push this. <laughs> That's true. That's true. We can't uh, we can't have him going. Uh, can't have him going too, too crazy. Uh, <laughs> I'd be like, hey, G, you're a doctor. You want to talk about literally everything under the sun? Cool, man. Um, yeah, appreciate it. We're just going to sit back and hang out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You just speak. Do your do your Italian thing and just, and just talk, talk, talk. That'd be perfect. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, and, and like it, it all goes back to also like the way that we look, right? Like the, this body image aspect. And, and, and I think it's really important that people start changing what they see in the mirror, right? Like I work with 
a lot of recreational athletes as well. And like, they'll always talk to me about like the way that they look and like what they don't like. <clears throat> but in reality, like I then make them say something that they do like, and it makes people a lot of uh, really uncomfortable, right? Because like our brains, again, just usually point out the negative. We are our toughest critic. And that is very true for everybody. But like, there's still parts of you that like, I want you to appreciate and enjoy. Right. And like, I'm, I am preaching from the choir here. Like I am one of those people that like sometimes will be very self-critical and self-demanding of myself. And, and I lose the insight of like, of what I can do and what my body is, what, what my body can still do. Right. Like the aspect of like, we get to do these things, not that we have to do these things and that kind of stuff is important, but, but changing the way that our, like we see ourselves is a process. And like, if you're struggling with that, like I really encourage you to reach out. Like there's plenty of people that really specialize that specialize in this and like, and can help you find respect for yourself. Right. Um, and that's what it really like self-image comes down to a lot of like respecting yourself and appreciating what you are and who you are. Um, and then associating those with changes that you want to make for yourself, you know? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think wrapping it up for me, I don't have a ton more here, but it's that conversation, right. Of, of positivity versus negativity. And we always talk about how like, we are, we are, you, you said it best. We're our own, you know, harshest critics. And, and we always tend to see the negative side of things. And we talked about it a little bit earlier in the podcast where, you know, negativity can compound onto negativity and it becomes this snowball effect. So I really like how you talked about, you know, having some positivity in there and breaking things up a little bit. Hey, I like this. And I like this. Um, there's so many things that make us who we are. So finding those positive things, you know, maybe even that's the catalyst that starts to have that change of like, Hey, I like this and I like this. So I'm going to use those things to drive me to make some healthy changes, uh, to continue to find more that I like about myself. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm, as you know, and as people are going to start learning, obviously through listening to us for 15 episodes, thank you again. Uh, it's, I'm all about words, right? Even this aspect of like, I like this right? Or, or like, I don't like this. It's, it's about like even changing it to like, you know, I'm happy with this and I want to work more on this, right? So it's not like this aspect of doubt of like putting yourself down for something you want to work on. Just, just work on it, right? Anything is adaptable or changeable. So, so change the way we talk about it, right? And I mean, I, I think I could go on for this and, and literally ramble for another 40, 50 minutes by myself, but I won't. And I think I, I just, I'm glad to have this opportunity to like spread that, like, don't be ashamed of how you look, um, especially if you want to do something about it. Right. Um, and at the end of the day, change the narrative about like what people are supposed to look like. And y- you're not an Instagram model and it's okay. Right. Like you're a regular everyday human. So appreciate who you are, what you are and, and, and start making changes for yourself if that's something that you want to do. Um, and, and we can have the conversation anytime. Yeah. Ch- make the changes you want for you, not what you see around you. Right. And that's the most important thing. Exactly. Don't, don't try and be somebody like just because they look a certain way. That's what they've chosen to do. And if, I mean, if that's what you want to do, it also requires a whole bunch of different choices, but, but exactly. Find an image that you're happy with and chase that image, not an image that like is set for you. Create your own. Definitely. Anything else you want to uh, wrap up with before we take off or? Nah, man, I'm on my, I'm, I'm off my soapbox. This was a good episode. I appreciate it. (laughs) All right, man. Sounds good. As always, uh, thank you. Thank you for your support. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to us. Uh, This makes us feel good. This is what we enjoy doing. So we really appreciate you taking the time to join us. As always, mentalmindsetpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to reach out to us. Um, We haven't, I I think we didn't do it in the last episode, but please, please share this with people you know. five-star reviews on iTunes or, or Google podcasts or wherever you listen to us. It helps us. It helps us grow. 
we want to continue to help as many people as we can. That's what drives us. So we appreciate your support. We hope you bring somebody else along for the ride and we'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you.